I think this experience should be motivated principally by what do you want to do after. Welcome to the Volunteer Support Podcast, brought to you by the European Union's co-funded project Promptus EDU, a collaboration between associations Audis Outmori and Building Bridges. Welcome to our podcast series about volunteering projects. Today we will talk about the motivation that lays behind who is going to embrace an adventure like a volunteering program approach. We are here with two special guests. We have ESC coordinator Jose Maria and Anna, a former volunteer that will talk about their volunteering experience. By the way, I'm Luisa and I'm really happy to have you here. Hi Luisa and thank you very much. Hi Luisa, thank you so much for having us today. It's a real pleasure to be here. I'm very happy to be with you. So we were talking about motivation. Anna, can you tell us why did you choose to participate in a volunteering project? Okay, so this is a really long story. I was working as a makeup artist or something like this. And I decided to quit my job to prove, like to try another thing. So I went to Tenerife and I was doing completely random jobs. And I found a girl that was there in Tenerife doing a project. So she talked to me about these projects, about the European projects and about youth exchanges and about ESC and all of this. I had no idea and I was thinking she was joking around, like how is this possible, you know, that you can go to another country and try another thing and meet new people in this easy way, let's say. So I quit also the job in Tenerife. I went back back home for one week or two weeks. Then I start traveling thanks to the youth exchanges. And in a youth exchange, they talked to us about the ESE more deeply, let's say. So I went back home again. And literally one month after, I was in Italy doing my ESE. Yeah. Wow. And how long was your volunteering project? I think it was like eight months and a half or maybe nine months. Yeah, I think so. So it was a really long time. Like you had a chance to really, you know, get yeah. into the to the culture and into everything. Yeah. Also, I learned some Italian. I feel pretty proud of it because I love the language. I think it's really romantic, let's say. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with the experience in general. Good, 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 good. I'm so happy. Me too. And I would like to ask you if you had some expectations before before, before leaving. Like, what were you expecting from your from the experience that you were going to to embrace? I think I never thought about Italy as oh my god, I'm going to Italy. I never thought about Italy like this um, paradise. But then I realized it was because I don't know. I I was able to 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 see many places that were amazing. But mostly it was the idea of the project because I think this experience should be motivated principally by what do you want to do after or what is your what what thing would you like to do? Not only the country, not only meeting people or a language, but also the idea of like discovering something new that could be good for your laboral life. And for me it was amazing because After discovering a European projects, having the opportunity to work in an organization that is based on this type of projects, also local projects that were amazing, but principally like uh, international projects, I think I grow a lot in this field. And yeah, this was my principal motivation to know more about how is this possible to go and travel. And yeah, I think this. It's super interesting for me to hear uh, during that first day, the disbelief 
when you when you're presented with this opportunity and the conditions of course which are amazing because everything is basically paid for um you know travel to and from uh, and then over there you have your uh, accommodation is ready and then you get the food money then you get the pocket money so it really does sound a lot like it sounds too good to be true yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like funny enough because when I'm trying to talk about these projects with my friends or with my family, they always think I'm joking or they always think there is something behind that nobody knows, you know? And it's, it's because, I, I mean, for me it was the same when somebody, when this girl told me about these projects, I was like, no, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not possible like that I'm working here for free, having the opportunity to go in abroad. Like, this is literally what, what I was expecting, no, from life at my uh, 24 years old. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, really, it's really nice also that now more and more people are discovering these projects thanks to the communication, the social media and all of this. Because for me, it's a pity that people with 30 cannot participate this much, let's say, in a lot of projects. And a lot of people it is, is discovering with 20 year, 28 years old, you know? It's like, oh, what I did? What I didn't discover it before. Yeah, yeah. This is something that I don't like, but let's try to change it. Do you think, because you obviously faced... The fact that you didn't know and then that it sounded too good to be true, but you faced it with a sense of adventure, so to speak, no? But there's a lot of people and I'm sure that maybe this is like, it's too good to be true, so I'm going to discard it. Yeah. You know? So it's interesting because that's sort of the stage that we're focusing on on this uh, particular podcast. You know, um, for, that for every Anna in the world, you yeah. know, in the ESC world, <laughs> maybe there's 10 other people that are you know, discarding it, or it's just about how do I approach this? You know, there's so much around it, around taking this opportunity and deciding to take this opportunity. And I want to go back to the fact that there's been a career change, as you mentioned as well in the yeah. beginning, because I think that's something that really resonates as well with a lot of people. But I'm, I'm, I'm asking like 10 questions at once, yeah, so I'm yeah, going to yeah. let you. No, I think it's not because you are discarding it because you think it's too good to be true. It's because we have a lot of fear and of course, this is uh, of course this is the the beautiful part because you confront it, and then if you look back, you see that it was worth it. But of course, when you need to leave your family and your friends and your career or your studies or your job for eight months, is something that can be really scary for a lot of people. But still, it's something that is going to be really beneficial because, as as I told you, like for example, before going to before I went to Tenerife, I didn't have this level of English. I didn't know Italian. I couldn't go out to a cafe by myself or to the cinema by myself. But then you start confronting your fears and the more you do it, the easier, the easier it is. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. <laughs> this is the first part, of course. I'm, I'm trying to encourage all the people because even if it's scary, because it, it, it is, I'm sure, it's really worth it to confront it for a while. And mostly because you are with other people. It's not like I'm going to Ireland for one year to to make money, you know, and I'm, I arrive there and I'm totally alone. Normally in a volunteer uh, opportunity, you are with another people that is in the same situation as you from so many different parts of the world. And this is something really welcome in my opinion. Like this is something that I was really scared until the point I arrived there and I see that all the people was the same as scared as me. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I'm chill. Everything is going to be, be fine. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Yes, too. Um, I, I think like something, and Luisa, back me up here. 
something that we do here, because obviously we're not part of that first process normally, but we know that, and you said a key word here, there's a lot of fear. Um, you know, do you, but of course you speak of all the benefits, you know, everything that you confronted at that point. Do you think all the changes that you've experienced are things like Luisa asked before, like, did you expect that this would be the outcome? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I was there like, just, I think I didn't have any expectations. That's why, like, my my friends, they were like one month ago, one month before I left, like, are you scared? Are you scared? And I was like, no. And I think it, it's because I confront a lot of things in so little time that I didn't have the time to reflect about what I was doing. I was just full of energy and full of, like, motivation to go. So I didn't think about what are going to be the outcomes. I, I was only thinking, I want to discover more about this world because it's so enormous. And I met a lot of people here that they have amazing souls. So I want to go to the deep of this part. I was scared a little bit like, oh my God, I'm living my life for eight months. But I was sure that then I will come back and it's going to be all the same, you know? Yeah. And the only person that's going to be different is me. And I think, I don't know, like if you put a lot of expectations, like I'm going to gain this, I'm going to gain this, can be really tricky because if nobody is going to give you anything, you need to do the things for yourself. Then when you are there volunteering, let's say, nobody, they're going to help you, of course, but they're not going to do, like, uh, achieve your your objectives for yourself. Yeah. And the more expectations you put, then if you don't, let, let's say, reach them, you're going to come back with the feeling that you didn't do enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the 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 amazing attitude, let's say, is going just like, I want to go and see what happens. Hmm. I want to do this for myself, but not like to think, oh, I'm going to acquire so many, many friends or anything like that. And then you will know little by little what are your objectives. Yeah. I want to I want to ask you almost like, did you did you go into this? Because you, you, you said, OK, so I was doing one thing because you were a makeup artist before. So obviously you had stopped doing that. At that point, you were kind of searching for something else. But did you come into the program, into the ESC, wanting to impact your employability through skills? Or was it more of an adventure approach? I think, in my opinion, it was more like laboral stuff. Not only like, I mean, it's both uh, personal and laboral. Because in the laboral part, it was like, oh my God, I would love to be a facilitator. Like when I went, when I started going to the youth exchanges and training courses and stuff, I discovered that I love the energy of, of facilitators. I think they are full of attitude and full of experience to talk about. So it's like, I can see myself doing that, you know? So it was like, let's go to a place where I can do that, this, you know? And after... When I start working also in the sending part, also like uh, writing projects and all of this in the organization, I discovered I, I want more, you know, this is not enough anymore. So I start like trying new and new things. It was, yeah, it was a laboral part, but also I was thinking that the, the personal part, let's say, of discovering yourself in another state and know how to behave and know how to how to grow in there, I think it's also a really good motivation to join this type of project. Like to, I don't know if tomorrow I'm going to Denmark to teach in a, in a school full of kids and I like kids, but I have something that I don't understand them. I want to, to trigger myself going there and coming back home with this experience of seeing, okay, 
I was not feeling comfortable for this or I don't know. I think this is really a power, a powerful tool. Yeah. I was thinking that sometimes we don't think about the, the things that the most, I don't know, easy one. Like I want to go abroad and have an experience. And you were talking about expectation, expectation. And sometimes someone can be afraid of, no, I'm gonna spend six months abroad. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to learn. I don't know if it would boost my employability. I don't know if it will have a real impact on me. And after we don't think that just the fact that you are preparing your luggage yeah. and go on a plane and go in another state, yeah. wherever it is, and you're going to do an experience in a job place that can be working with kids or facilitating uh, training courses or it can be working in whatever. It is already something that gives you a lot of things. Yeah, totally. Just the fact that you are going to interact with people with a different culture and just the fact that you are going to learn how to have the train tickets in another country was one of my culture shock when I moved. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I need to I need to have a new bus card. How do I get it? So let's go to the bus station, talk with the people that are in charge, ask how to do it, do it in another language. Yeah. This is a lot. Understand that half of the population doesn't know English, so you need to try to use your hands. Yeah, it's crazy. And you don't realize that you are learning a lot. Yeah. And these are all skills that you will carry with you later. Maybe not applying it directly in the workplace, you will join with your job, but they are transversal skills that will be with you forever. You won't forget it. Yeah, the soft skills. I love to use this word because it's like soft skills are the hard ones for me, you know? Because the other skills you gain them, you gain them technically, but the soft skills are mostly mental and you need to be really encouraged and prepared to to gain them. And I think the volunteering projects and all of youth exchanges and training courses full of soft skills that maybe you don't realize, but then you come back to your country and people can see it. Maybe you don't realize because you are just experience it, so you don't pay attention to this. But I don't know, for example, I think I gain a lot of assertivity mm -hmm. in this type of project that I didn't have before. And now when I'm in a in an argue or something like that, I remind myself, you don't want to lose what you gain, you know? Like you you build this and try to keep it even when you are not in the in the same place, in the same state. And I think this is something so powerful, like to, to gain the skills. Because imagine like if you are in a job interview with another person that is has the same qualification as you or has the same level of studies, but you are a better communicator, you have the leadership to, to, to work with a team, the communication skills to, to express what you want to do and let the, other, the others understand you. If you have a calm uh, state when you talk, or if you are really energetic and you can transmit the motivation to others, you're gonna get this job, I'm, I'm sure. And maybe this person has been in the university two more years than you, but this is still really more important than, than the other thing, you know? Because studies are studies, but there are things that really lead you to the point you want to be. And this is really important to, to have it in mind when you want to join this project, that if you go with the energy, you will acquire these soft skills. For sure. Wow, For sure. thank That's, you. Yeah, you're, that was very powerful, I think. <laughs> I, was, I really enjoyed 
listening to that i i want to i also want to visit something that you've said because it it seems that you also benefited from going to these training courses or youth exchanges first because there was like really short it's just like one week so it's like very little commitment you know mm -hmm. i think you could do that and be very comfortable with that decision first before you of course yeah uh, do you recommend that people do this first of course i think like going to a volunteer project without having the opportunity before to be in one of these environments could be triggered, yeah. let's say. Like if you didn't go in abroad, even, I don't know, like maybe not going to an Erasmus Plus project, but you go abroad two months to another country to see how you develop yourself, how you move with other people, because it's a lot of time. And you don't want to say in the middle, look, I'm not feeling nice, I want to go back home. Because it's really, I don't know, I think for yourself, it's like, I, I would feel like I'm failing myself, let's say. Yeah. But if you go to these environments before, like youth exchanges, training course, you discover the energy of the people that is around. I think is is a really good recommendation. Yeah. 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 I I like the idea of the Erasmus training courses and the youth exchanges, just because very much like the ESC itself, everything's paid for uh, through the program. So I like the idea that. You know, whatever is that is stopping you, the fact that the economical factor mm -hmm. is not it. But of course, this, as we said before, might generate the biggest doubts. But once you believe that, you know, yeah. it is a true thing. No excuses. There's no, yeah, there's no excuses. But there's, there's many excuses. And I think they're yeah. all valid because I think fear manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I like the fact that you've, you know, you've had this, and it's what we recommend, really. You know, if if you have any doubts, uh, if you're still looking at the volunteering, and there's fear in the sense of panic, not you know how you know when it's good fear yeah. or when it's bad fear, and if you're in a panic state, maybe you want to do something like that. No, yeah, uh, like like short term, and then and then you know you're all you're still thinking while you're there but you're having this experience and it sounds to me like you found your motivation yeah. while you were there because then you wanted to learn more about how this was done is that what what you used to select your volunteering like make sure that that was part of the activities i think yeah mostly it was because i don't know i was looking to many of them and i think it was the creativity part the, like i'm gonna explore my creativity because they were a lot about sustainability about uh, i don't know like teaching kids but this project in concretely was focused on i don't know like creating uh, crea creative activities for the kids uh, working with uh, different people from different areas of the world. And respect to the things you were saying, I think in the first youth exchange I've been uh, in Croatia, uh, it was the facilitator that was amazing. And he was saying that there is like a donut, let's say, like a donut. And he was saying that you have like three states. The comfort zone, that is when, when you feel comfortable, like, okay, I'm really sociable. I'm like, I feel totally confident with myself, but when I'm here, you know, like when I'm with my friends, when I'm with my family, when I'm in my, in my, in my homey place, let's say. And then you have the learning zone that is around, that is this part when you feel, okay, I'm scared, but still I can manage. And then it's the panic zone that you were talking about. And I think this, this type of project or going abroad on all of this, they are in the middle. Of course, can be panic. If you never did something like this at the beginning, can be really panic. But if you learn to manage, then you can 
go a little, let's say, away and away and away until you reach the panic zone and the panic zone is not panic zone anymore. And this is amazing. Like yeah. when he was explaining this, I was crying and crying like, yes, yes, you're right. I don't want to, I, I want that my comfort zone is this big, you know? And this means that I need to confront a lot of things that scares me. And of course, like if you go step by step, it's, it's really nice. Like it's, it's amazing because you see it like, okay, two months ago, I couldn't go uh, to eat alone in a restaurant because I need to look uh, to social media or call a friend or, or my mama like what I'm doing here all the people is thinking I'm alone <laughs> and then you go to these projects and it's like if I like if uh, the, the thing that, that Luisa said I'm in the airport in London in the middle of nowhere I need to talk with a person that is native English and I need to confront it because I want to arrive to my place so and I don't know, you discover that you're more powerful than you thought, and this is amazing, this is amazing, and my project, I choose it because of this, because I was thinking, okay, it's Italy, so it's in my learning zone, it's not I'm going to to Germany, because Italians and Spanish, I, I, I knew I didn't, I, I was not going to have this cultural shock so big, like, okay, maybe if I'm going to Russia, I'm gonna feel it because it's a really different culture, but it's Italy. Like we have the same sense of humor. We are really noisy. So if I'm shouting in the, I'm yelling in the street, nobody's gonna say me, you cannot do this here. Yeah. And this part was really a motivation, a good motivation to think, okay, Italy is nice for the first experience. And respect to the thing you were saying about the doing the short term, this is something that I didn't know before I applied for my long-term volunteer. But from here, we want to recommend everyone to join first the, um, the short-term volunteer because once you do the long-term, you cannot like do the short-term volunteer. And it's amazing to have the opportunity to work in two different places with two different totally experience, experiences. And yeah, I think it's really nice and I regret totally not, not knowing it before. I love this. <laughs> Thank you for the advice. Yes, and it's really important because not, not all the people know it. Now I'm doing in my social media this type of videos explaining things about the European projects and Erasmus Plus projects and all of this. And all the people is yeah, like, yeah, I'm going eight months without doing anything before. And I'm like, no, go two months to a solar term before, please. It's really a good starting point, yeah. I, I think I think so too. I think if anybody who's listening to this right now is, you know, on the fence, and number one, we're glad that this podcast found you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And number two, I think all of your fears really are valid. No, I think it's valid to mm -hmm. say it's okay to feel afraid. I think doing that exercise with the three circles. Uh, that you mentioned, Anna, before, I think is a really good exercise when you say, well, the first circle, everything inside that first circle is my comfort zone. And then you draw a bigger circle and you say, well, everything outside in this circle is sort of my challenge. I'm comfortable with it, but it's something new. And then you draw an even bigger circle and there you can put in everything that, you know, just makes you panic. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get a glimpse of, you know, well, maybe I want to make that middle circle a little bit bigger.
bigger. You know, I want more challenges than than, than fears, or I want to turn some of those fears into challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a great exercise um, to do. So if you're out there right now and you're trying to decide on that volunteering, and you know, just first know that fear is absolutely normal in fact it's encouraged be afraid that means you respect this decision that you're about to make and i think having respect for this decision is absolutely crucial but if anything hearing you anna has told me it's about not overcoming that fear but it's about working with that fear a mm-hmm. little bit no it's, it's saying okay mm-hmm. i i see you you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing like of course, we are afraid. We are afraid all the time. But let's do it anyway with the fear, you know? Like, let's... It's what you say. We need to respect the decisions. But with one of my best friends that he he doesn't know English at all, but he's coming with, with me to Georgia to join his first Erasmus Plus. Oh, that's yeah. great. He's going to Turkey in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and then to Georgia. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. But he was saying to me, like, when you have this feeling in your stomach... That is like, it's like when you go in the car and then you pass like a, like a mountain or something and you have this, this thing in your stomach that is saying to you, this is the movement. You feel this every time you're going for a youth exchange, a training course, or volunteer. You have this feeling in your stomach, the nerves, not the fear, but the nerves of, wow, what I'm doing. But this means movement for me. And this is amazing. Like, okay, I'm doing this because I'm not a, a, a static in a place. I'm not in my comfort zone anymore. Of course, I can panic. Let's not panic a lot. Uh, like, let's, let's control this panic. But let's play with this feeling in our body to move yeah. away, to move abroad. You should really have, like, a T-shirt company because <laughs> you, yes, you yes. just put, like, one motivational example after another. And I loved, I love, love, love the relationship between the butter i call it butterflies in my stomach um and associating it with this is movement it's nerves and i get that but it means good you know Mm -hmm. and it's like i said you know there's good fear and there's bad fear and i think you know of course you always know the difference at least in the back of your brain but it's always those butterflies that make us kind of like doubt because it's like oh well, I do it, but then you're like, no, butterflies, no, I'm holding on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting, and I, I absolutely love that analogy. I don't think there's anything we could say to improve that. Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously. And you were talking about fear, and it's okay to have fears, and there be moments, and sometimes I think that analyzing those fears that we are feeling, we can also understand what do we want. Yeah. Like, Am I afraid because I'm not going to a place I want to go to? Or am I afraid because I'm afraid that what I'm going to do will not give me what I'm expecting? Maybe I want to do this, but in another way. Maybe in another project. Maybe in another city. Or am I afraid because I'm afraid of planes? I have a friend who is afraid of planes. So in this case, choose the train. And maybe you will get there anyways or are you afraid because you don't want to go so far away or are you afraid for any other million reasons that are always valid but I think that they're not unuseful yeah each fears are also trying to say something to us 
It's they like can be when good you, fears oh, or bad one. No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, like when you're happy, it's really nice because it's an amazing feeling. But when you are scared, is when you can reflect on yourself, let's say, better. Because when you are happy, everything is okay, so you don't need to worry. You don't have this this need of improvement, let's say. But when we are like sad or when we are afraid of something, I think it's a moment, a really good moment to reflect on, on this, on your expectations, not only in the project, but in your life, your objectives in your life, your values in your life. Because all the things that scare, scare us, they are scaring us for a reason, as you said. And yeah, this part of reflection, I think is amazing. Like what I want to do with my life. Like if I, if I, as you said, like if I'm not feeling comfortable of going to this place, it's because the place is because I have the bad feeling when I talk in the phone, what was the thing that made me feel not comfortable to avoid this in the future about myself or about other people. And I, yeah, it's, it's really interesting what you were saying about, yes. I have a question for you. Go for it. But have you ever felt at the same time scared and excited and happy to go and at the same time really, really afraid of oh, what I'm going to do? I'm asking because it happened to me. Yeah. I felt these uh, mountains like going up and down, up and down and say, I'm going to do this, but really afraid. But I'm really happy, but I'm really afraid. So it doesn't yeah. have to be so scared or super happy feelings can sometimes have coexist yeah. and be together at the same time telling us something and it can be hard to understand it but not impossible when i present the youth essays that i wrote with my friend i remember that i was so stressed but so stressed because i was really afraid like we put a lot of effort we need this to go out you know and he was like you're worrying too much And I was full of happiness because I was like, I'm so proud of myself that eight months ago I didn't know what is a youth exchange and now I, I present one to the European Union saying, hey, this is my name, I did this. You know, it's something that made me feel so proud. But at the same time, I had a lot of this imposter syndrome saying, you're not good enough. It was my head, of course, totally. But it was these excuses, these fears, why you're doing this, Are you sure you want to do this? Because the responsibility was so big for myself that thinking, I'm not prepared, so just quit it, discard this idea, the thing we were talking before, just discard this idea and put in a lot of excuses only because I was afraid. Like, okay, if it's not approved, then you need to manage the frustration of the no, you know, of you're trying your best and then you receive the no. And if it's approved, then you need to be prepared to do all the job that you will need to do after this. So it, during my volunteer experience, I had this feeling a lot. With all the projects I made by myself or with others, I, I had this double vision of, I'm afraid, but let's do it anyway. Even if it's tricky, even if I'm not feeling well, even if I'm stressed because this is so big for us, or I'm being really ambitious with this project, I don't know, I had this feeling a lot, but I think uh, still, still it was totally worth it to, to compromise with all these different things we did. Yeah. Now, I, I have a question for you, because you've mentioned two really interesting things. Now, you're looking at it from hindsight, you know, you, you've just finished your volunteering uh, a little while ago. Um, do you think some of that imposter syndrome 
could also be present at the beginning, like when you're looking at that volunteering placement and you're debating whether you're going to choose that one or ask for that, you know, so, uh, apply for that one. Do you think that, you know, that syndrome comes in, that imposter syndrome comes in telling you, oh, but you're not good enough? Yeah, know? totally. Yeah. But for everyone, I mean, not for the project I made, but for everyone, it was an excuse saying, no, but here, no, but this is a town. You don't like towns. You're coming from a big city. You're going to be totally isolated. Or you don't like to, for example, before I went to Italy, I didn't, I, I was thinking I don't like kids, you know? And after I came back home, like asking, begging all my friends, like, could you have kids? Because now I want to take care of someone, you know, because I, I was working with a lot of kids in the summer camp and I was feeling so in love with them. Like they are so, so innocent and they are so cute. And before I was like, no, working with kids in my life, I'm going to mm. do this only because it's a big responsibility, you know? And of course, this, this imposter syndrome was in all the faces, I think. Even for going back home, I had this imposter syndrome a lot. Yeah. Saying me, like, what are you going to do now? Uh, you were here, like, you were better here, and now you need to come back to your place and redo your life. And this, this is something that I think nobody talks about. Because going to the volunteering is a really important part. But coming back from a volunteering experience, oh my God. This is a big black hole, you know. Yeah. You're, it's like I'm coming to a re, to a different, totally reality, mm. because there is something that I really love about this project, and is that it has like a pains data, you know, like mm. you know that you're gonna be with all these people, with all this culture, eating this food, enjoying this this time, for eight months, mm. and you are like counting the minutes to see your family, to see your friends, blah, 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 blah. But then the last month is like, and what I'm going to do with my life? Like with these people that is my family, with this job that is my job, that is the thing I want to do. And now I need to recreate all of this, a version of myself that I create there, but in here. Yeah. With these friends, with this family, with this job that I need to found to pay the rent or whatever. Yes. And this is really, for me, it was most triggered to come back home than to go in there, really. I was like, yeah. I was so comfortable there that coming back, it was like, wow, yeah. now what am I going to do with my life, you know? Well, that's, that's, that, that's interesting because it's, um, you know, for, for as afraid as you, as our listeners may be, uh, in the sense of, you know, we're hoping that people intercept this podcast when they're selecting it yeah but it sounds like you know even when they're coming back they'll be able to relate to what you're saying because there's you said several things here that really i think are important but you know there's as much fear in going as there is in coming back totally. than the one that we sent totally. you know? i think even like i think you can feel it in the last in the first two months because you confront so many things in two months that yeah. is like wow like my my when I was talking with my parents in the phone, they were like, "You talk in Spanish and you sound different, you know, yeah. even the language because you are talking in English and your personality changes with it, and then you talk in Spanish and you're a different complete person, but when you talk in Spanish, you are like, "What like I don't know what is my personality, and you start to creating a lot of routines, a lot of habits, like maybe you are here and you have a like a work that is started ten, so 
then you go there and you have all the afternoon free so you are full of plans and then you come back here and you discover that I'm not doing that much things but I think it's also because you don't have this okay in two months you are leaving so you have all the time in the world or we think we have all the time in the world to see our friends when we want mm. to visit this museum when I want and then we don't do the things, you know? Yeah. But when you're volunteering, you're living completely all the time. Like, let's go to Florence this this week. Let's go. Like, it's all the time full of stimulus. Yeah. And then you come back here and it's like, oh my God, I'm tired of not doing anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I need this stimulus all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, and I love what you, I think this is all setting a really good kind of expectation because you do live you know fully every day yeah. you live at a hundred percent because you don't you know it's a finite experience there's a time limit yeah. on that and you know it yeah and it still hurts when the end comes yeah, right of course. <laughs> but you know it and i think uh, these are all things that you know th this is a i think a beautiful example of thrusting yourself into the challenge of area course. of it um, and, and I like the fact that you keep saying, you know, confronting, confronting, confronting. It's my experience that, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to the people who are listening to us, hopefully now. Um, if, if you think that you haven't confronted anything yet, if you reached this podcast, that means you've already been looking for something. You already have mm -hmm. a small victory you already overcame something, you know, you're allowing yourself that little moment, that little dream, that little glimmer of hope that exists without you feeling like an imposter. It just says, let me see what this is about. So you already have a really cool victory. You've already overcome something. And if this feels good, and if you're already a little bit excited because you're kind of looking at something different, just imagine what's out there, you know? They say something about, you know, greatness being on the other side of fear. And I, I've always liked that. And it's not about not having fear. It's about confronting it, which is exactly what you said today, Anna. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I love that you've had this experience and that it's obviously changed you in the most beautiful of ways and i i have to say that and and let it be stated for the record so personally i'm very proud of you so. oh thank you <laughs> and thank you for sharing it yeah and we are really proud of you your uh, our listener also that this is really important and it's totally true if you are here already even if you did your volunteering and you're just listening this for fun if you were thinking about it I highly recommend you to, to join uh, this world because you're going to find people that is pure soul, pure soul in it. And we, we need more people like this. So yeah, welcome to the club. <laughs> I don't think there's a better send-off than that. We are proud of you, whether you're coming back or whether you're just starting your journey. Mm -hmm. We are proud of you with your fears, with your expectations. If you have both, it's okay. You can embrace them. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anna, for everything today. It's been amazing. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you very you. much, guys. Really, I'm, I'm really happy to be here.